titled this, Expect the Victory. Expect the Victory. Now, there's a lot going on in our lives right now. As a matter of fact, we're facing something that we've never dealt with in our history. You know, I, I don't ever remember anything like this in my time. But I was inspired by this message at corporate prayer. It's probably been a couple of months ago, and I was inspired, so I was preparing the message and uh, picking the time when God wanted me to share the message. And at corporate prayer, you know, that's, that's a very important time. As a matter of fact, this, we won't have corporate prayer here, but we're going to have corporate prayer anyway. So I need you praying. We need to stay connected because there's power in prayer, and prayer is what's behind the backbone of this church. But anyway, during corporate prayer, Callie, Callie Jennings was here, and she had a word from God. And it was so, it was so awesome. She said, that, she said that, you know, people need to get into a place where they expect to see God move. And I thought, that'll preach, because that's so true. That's so very true. And so I took that to heart, and I kind of took it from you, Callie, so thank you, but uh, that's okay, I'm going to preach on it anyway. <laughs> but she did get that inspired from God. But, so I took that home, and I prepared a message about it. And, and, and it fits perfectly with what's happening right now in our, in our society and and, you know, I could start off like everybody else and start talking about all the negative things with the COVID-19. And matter of fact, we get plenty of information on that. And anywhere you look, that's all you hear. There's no shortage of media coverage of how this is destructing our earth, the number of people that are dying, how bad it could be. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's not a dangerous situation. I'm not saying that it's not bad. But listen, that seems to be all that we hear. That's all we hear is the negative. And you've got to remember, negative media is what promotes media. And that's what, that's what sells media. That's what whoever can have the most drastic, most the, the tragic story is going to get the most attention. So that drives media, so they automatically want to make it appear to be a lot worse than it is. But the bad thing about all of that, guys, is that puts people in a state of fear. And that's where we are right now, because we're facing something that we have never faced. We're facing something that we, we can't do anything about, right? We're, we're, we're having to figure this thing out, and there's a lot of people scared. And you've got to remember something about us humans. In our very nature is to be drawn to tragic things, to, I don't want to say bad things, but we're drawn to negative things, and we are drawn to bad things. I mean, you give you an example about that, you just see an accident on the interstate. If the accident is on the southbound lane, the northbound lane, even though it's perfectly clear, it's going to back up from people. They can't help it. They want to stop, and they want to look. They want to see. They want to see the damage. They want to see the, uh, it's sad to say, but they want to see the hurt. They want to see the blood. They want to see what happened. But you see, that's, that's, our, that's our very nature. And, 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 and listen, we're drawn to that. And it's our nature as we walk in the natural on this earth, okay? So if you give in to that natural desire to be drawn to that, you're going to end up breeding fear in your heart, breeding fear, and that's not what you want. You don't want to be breeding fear in your heart instead of breeding faith. 
because that's how we're to live our lives. You want to be, you want to stay pumped up in the Word, stay pumped up in your faith, stay encouraged so that you can stand firm and take the shield of faith and withstand all the fiery darts that the enemy throws at you, right? Because fear leads to destruction. Fear leads to it, fear is not from God; it's straight from the enemy himself, and it is designed to take you down. Okay, and always remember: you cannot be in fear and be in faith at the same time. It's not going to happen. They contradict one another. Not, so you're either going to be have faith over fear, like Neil puts on all his hashtags, or you're going to either. Uh, feed your fear and starve your faith. Somebody put it like that. If you feed your faith, you starve your fear. If you're feeding your fear, you're starving your faith, right? So which one do you want to be? Of course, you want to be standing firm in faith because we are supposed to live our lives in faith. Now, if you can understand how, how it's our nature to be drawn to bad things and it's our nature to, to be drawn to the negativity, it's our nature to, to pick up the the technology devices and just go through the news and see all of the bad things. It's our nature, all right? If you understand that, then you understand how important it is that we don't allow ourselves to be led by our very nature on the earth, all right? Our flesh. And we talked about that a few weeks ago when we were talking about being led by the Spirit because, see, we're supposed to live our lives yielding to the Spirit, yielding to God's leading. And that's exactly what Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians 9, 27. Paul says, I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Paul knew, he said, if we are going to go, if you're going to go down this road and allow your body to lead you into everything and not take control of it, you're going, you're doomed. You're destined for destruction. See, he says, but I keep my body under subjection. Subjection to what? Subjection to that inward man, your spirit, which is made new at, at salvation. So your body doesn't change, your mind doesn't change. You become a new creation. And that salvation, that is your spirit, your inward man. That's what he brings his body into subjection to. In other words, he don't let this body dictate everything that it wants to do. Because how many of you know, this thing will lead you down some dark roads. I've been down some dark roads from chasing after the desires of this flesh. But you need to be more like Paul and keep that body into subjection to the spirit on the inside of you that has been made new with the very nature of God living on the inside of you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I'm not getting many amens because there's nobody here to amen me, but that's okay. That's okay. But it's very important to remember that, and this is something you got to get, guys, that, that Paul said, I bring my body under subjection. All right? That he didn't say, I pray, God, please take these temptations away. God, please don't let me be, uh, to be, be tempted by that or let me want that desire, Lord. Take this desire away. No, he said, I bring my body under subjection. See, and this is where people miss it. You have authority in your life, and you need to take responsibility for your Christian life and say, no, I will not give in to those desires. I will walk into the light of word of God. That's, why, that's, that's the difference, but you, it's a choice. You have to make that choice, right? He did it. God didn't do it for him. He did it. 
So whatever you're struggling with as far as a temptation or a desire or anything, bring that thing under. You take authority over it. You take control over it, right? Because listen, if you're going to get to that place of perfect peace through this pandemic, through this the quarantine, through any of that, if you're going to do any of that, if you're going to bring that, get to that place of victory, expecting the victory, then you're going to have to start by taking control of the selfish, earthly desires of your body. Because, see, your body's going to be drawn to so much negative media. Your body's going to be drawn to all of the death and destruction that this, that this thing is causing or creating, see? But you've got to take control of it and don't allow it to breed fear into your life. Stick with God. Stick with His Word and breed faith in your life, Right? I mean, you've got, and you know, I was talking with a gentleman last week, and uh, he, was, he was telling me, he was like, Pastor, you don't understand, you, I can't control this temptation. I just can't control it. Well, look with me at 1 Corinthians 10. See, now I got you at home. I don't have to be in a hurry. I know you don't have to leave to get home, right? 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13 says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as a common to man... But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape. Guys, you will never be tempted beyond what you can bear. So if you're sitting there thinking, God just can't handle this, I can't. You can do it. You will not be tempted beyond what you can bear. You can take authority over it. It's a choice. You have to make the decision over what you're going to chafe after, what you're going to allow your body to pursue. You take control of it, and you bring that body into subjection. See, you're going to have to push yourself out of your comfort zone. See, complacency is one of the worst things for a Christian because you just get so comfortable. You don't want any change. And I don't like a lot of change either, but you've got to balance it, right? And you've got to push yourself to take this thing and put it down. I was meeting with a customer Friday, social distancing, and he and his wife, it was a doctor and his wife, and we were discussing some, some repairs and some remodel over their, rest, over their, their bathroom, and and immediately both of their phones ding, 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 got an alert. And immediately both of them, they grabbed their phone, they scrolled through. And it was a, they're getting every 30 minutes the coronavirus updates. Now the information that came over was nothing any different than what they already knew 30 minutes ago, but they were still so quick to stop the conversation. They had to look. They had See, guys, you got to have to push yourself. Don't be so addicted to this thing. Make a time to read it. Make a time to feed on it, to look at it. But balance it. Don't allow it to consume you guys because it will only bring weight on your shoulders. It will only bring depression on you, destruction and fear into your life. You're going to have to make a choice. Turn it off. Put it down. Spend some time with your family. Go hiking. Go biking, go fishing, go somewhere. Do something that doesn't relate to pursuing the virus updates, the pandemic updates, all of that. Listen, you've got to understand what's happening. But when you understand what's happening, let it go. Push it aside. Push it aside. Listen, don't feed on all that negativity. It's a choice. It's a choice. Make good choices. Listen, choose time 
to spend, listen, they, choose time to spend time with God. There's, there's never been a time where people have more time on their hands to, to read their word, to study, to, to get in there and find the promises, to, and remind yourself of those promises, because that's what builds up the faith on the inside of you. And then ultimately, when you understand those promises, God, guys, you, that's when you stand firm in your faith if you believe, if you believe. See, if you're expecting the victory, you've got to believe the Word of God. But if you're expecting your world to fall apart, then you're expecting that that the enemy is going to be victorious in this situation, right? Absolutely. Listen, you can walk in victory over COVID-19, but only way you're going to walk in victory is when you can stand on the Word of God and stand in faith with God on His Word and in His promises. Guys, this is not something we can control in our natural strength. Right now, it's out of our control. There's nothing we can do but turn to God. And listen, it's been prophesied that there will be a revival come from this. And and I believe we're going to see it because people are getting to a place where they're realizing, I mean, it's out of my control. I have no choice. I need to get some answers, and I'm only going to find that through God. Guys, it's time for people to get some things straight in their life, to get some things straight with God, because this is just a taste of what's coming. Guys, I really believe we're going into the end days now. Ooh, and it's time to get straight. It's time to get right and repent and get back to God, all right? And remember, we're going to be victorious over this. We will be victorious over this. And there's so many people. And, and I know it's a lot. And there's a, a lot of people. And I know they're Christians too. But they're walking around in fear. And I went, I got up yesterday morning on Saturdays. I usually spend all day Saturday is my day to, to finish my message, to fine-tune it, to to finish studying. And, and, but I like to get up on Saturday morning and just get out of the house because I just like to do something different for just a minute. It just be ride to town, and I usually go and I'll get a Krispy Kreme donut and a cup of coffee or something. And, uh, but I got up yesterday morning, and, and I decided I wanted to go. I'm going to go to Walmart. And probably not a good idea that I wanted to go to Walmart because I don't go to Walmart a lot. Michelle does all of our grocery shopping. So I went to Walmart. All I wanted was a thing of Milo's tea. And so I get to Walmart, and they're only letting select number of people in. I'm like, oh, wow, okay, so this is, this is different. So I go on in, and there's nobody's talking. Everybody's walking around. And I was amazed at how empty the shelves were. And I really felt like I was, you know, we have a nonprofit, and we're in Ukraine a lot. And over there, the shelves aren't stocked like they are in America because the this government situation and everything there. And I felt like I was in a Russian market back in the day where you only got what the government put on the shelf. That's really what I felt like because the shelves, there was a lot of stuff missing. But what I noticed mostly was people because I'm a people person. I watch people and their reaction. And you could see it in their eyes. They were afraid. And the shelves were empty because people were just, it was, it was crazy. I went to get my tea and this guy pushes his buggy in front of me and gets five gallons of tea. Five gallons of tea. Come on, I'm like, how big's your family? You know, so I get my gallon of tea, and I'm like watching. I'm going on around, go around to the bread aisle, and this lady, she's, she's, she's over there, and she's buying nine, she had nine loads of loaves of bread, and she was putting them in her buggy. And I thought, oh my gosh. And I said, are you, were you really planning on making that many sandwiches? Just joking with her. And she looked at me with tears just about in her eyes, and she said, 
well, they put us on lockdown at 5 o'clock. I can't go anywhere. I've got to make sure I've got food. Bless her heart. She just didn't even research the whole thing. I said, ma'am, you'll be able to go get food. And I had to encourage her. And, and, and I actually ended up praying for her. And the poor lady, she was probably in her 70s. And bless her heart. But I, I hope that she got encouraged by that. But the point is, is there's a lot of people scared. There's a lot. Of, you see it in their response. You see it in their reaction. And I understand a lot of these people are Christians. They're, they're scared because this is something that, that they can't control. They can't fix. We can't send our military and blow it up. We can't shoot it with a gun and kill it. We can't even take a pill right now and kill it. They're working on something right now for that, right? It's something that we can't control in our natural strength. But you see, that's when you've got to make sure that you know who you are in Christ. That's when you've got to make sure if we can't fix it here, we bless God, we have a Father in heaven that can see us through and that will see us through, that can take care of anything that comes across our path. See, you've got to remind yourself daily of who you are in Christ. Because first of all, you've got to get a revelation of that. And the revelation of that is the Word of God says that God loved us so much in our unworthy state that He sent His very Son to pay an unbelievable price to be beaten and killed and hung on a cross just for us, just because of His love for us. So you've got you to remind yourself of that and remember who you are because that's, guys, when you understand that, you've you, you got to, and I, I encourage everybody to make a confession and, 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 and make a list. I have my own, and I'm going to read it to you, but you read that over yourself every morning. And maybe not once, but read it two or three times during the day because when you remind yourself of who you are, it encourages your faith to stand strong instead of to standing in the fear of the weight of the pressures of this world that are designed to knock you down, right? And I mean, when you know who you are, I mean, this is my confession. I'm a blood-washed Christian. That means that the blood that Jesus shed for me cleansed me, put me in a right place of standing, which is my next pun. I'm a person who has been made righteous, put in right standing with my heavenly Father. I am a child of the King, the very King, the creator of everything that we see. Glory to God. I remind myself, I am a light to this world. You are a light to this world. If you're born again and you have Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to ask you, how's your light shining right now? What kind of example are you setting? How are you responding? Because how you respond determines how much a revelation you have of knowing who you are in Christ. See, I so, so firmly understand who I am in Christ that if I get hungry and the shelves are empty, I know God will drop manna from the sky. Now, you can laugh at that if you want, but I firmly believe it. He's done it before. Why would he not do it again? So you've got to have that confidence. You've got to have that And you're only going to have it by knowing what the Word says about you. I mean, my favorite one is the next one. It says, the Word says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Well, how many of you know this virus is a weapon formed against us? But bless God, I'm not going to believe the news media. I'm not going to believe the doctor's reports. I'm going to believe the Word of God. And the Word of God says that that weapon will not prosper. Glory to God. You've got to remember the Word. Make confessions. 
read these confessions. I'm gonna, you know, read them over, confess them multiple times during the day. I don't know. When you're having a bad day, sometimes I pull this out and I remind myself many times, many times. And of course, my favorite one I have at the end it says, "You can do all things through Christ who strengthens me." All things. So you're not doing this in my own strength. I can't fix this problem in my own strength. I can't do anything. I can be safe and I can be practical, but I can't take it away. But bless God, our Father in heaven, God Almighty has made a way. We just have to choose our focus. Choose what is it we're expecting to happen in our lives. Amen. Glory to God. Listen, unless you know who you are, and I mean really know who you are, guys. Unless you know, you're always going to be susceptible to the, to the lies and the, and the destruction of the enemy. You always, always, always will. Because, see, Satan wants to keep you confused. He wants to keep you in a, in a state of feeling weak and powerless. Why? Because he, if you, he's got you there, you can't stand firm against him. And if you can't stand firm against him, then he's got power over you. Listen, don't get caught up in trying to overcome this in your own strength. Don't get so caught up in this. Start reminding yourself who you are. Feed on that word. Cultivate that relationship with your heavenly Father. And most importantly, guys, stand firm in your faith. Stand firm. We have to stay in faith. Stand firm. You know, Brother Hagin used to put it like this. Faith is just simply living as if the Word of God is true. That's not hard to do. That means you read it, don't overcomplicate it, and what it says, it's for you, and it's true, and just act on it. Live that way. Live that way. And guys, that's why it's so important that we stay spiritually fit. You know, I talk a lot about your spiritual growth at Compass Church, and that's, it's very, very important. You know, spiritual growth is something that the church, I'm talking about the big C church, has taken for granted for a, lot of time, for a lot of years. And there's a lot of people that don't even understand what it means to grow spiritually. And guys, the only way you're going to withstand the attacks of the enemy and walk in the victory that we should be expecting to walk in, glory to God, is if you grow spiritually and stay spiritually fit, right? You can't, you can't neglect your feeding and your studying and your reading the Word, right? Because, listen, there's a decision you have to make. And you've got to make this decision. I, I won't say every day, but you, sometimes you may have to make this decision multiple times a day. So you've got to take control of this body. When emotions start happening and, and bringing chaos and craziness in your life, start taking control of it. And don't allow it to run crazy, right? Make a decision. And that's why I'm saying you may have to make that decision many times during the day. And the simple decision you need to make is that you're going to believe God no matter what this world throws against you. Because this world's going to throw some things at you. You have an enemy that's going to throw some things at you. This fallen world is going to try everything to, till, to kill you and to take you out. Right, But you've got to make a decision that when the destructions of life start coming, the problems of life, the pressures of life start coming, how are you going to respond? Because, see, what's in you is how you're going to respond. I mean, really, what's in you? So you've got to learn to respond from an attitude of faith and not an attitude of fear. Right? When, when things start coming, but wait a minute, I see these pressures and these problems, but wait a minute, the Word of God says... This, the Word of God says, this, whatever the situation may be. 
Glory to God. You've got to learn to respond from an attitude of faith in the word and not from an attitude of fear, right? You've got to remember that it's through Jesus that we have the victory. Remind yourself of that. It's through Jesus. And, 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 and there's nothing that you and I, not nothing that you and I cannot handle. Nothing that we can't handle as long as we stay in Jesus. Stay in Christ. And it's a choice. It's a choice that you make. When the craziness and the pressures of this life come on, how are you going to respond? From the Word of God? Are you going to respond off of the fear and all the negativity? Are you going to respond because everybody in your neighborhood decided to go buy $1,000 worth of groceries? Are you going to respond because everyone decided to, to dig a bomb shelter? Are you going to respond or are you going to respond from the Word of God? It's a good question, right? Because how you respond is what you're expecting. And we're talking about expecting the victory. See, we're going to see victory over COVID-19. We're going to walk in that victory. I don't know when that's going to be, but I believe it's going to be soon. And we're going to walk in the light of that. And so I want to encourage you to start expecting that victory. Expecting that victory. It's a choice, guys. It's a choice. You've got to push yourselves. Push yourselves to live your life according to God's Word. Not according to what everyone around you is doing. And guys, if there's ever been a time to get past this popularity contest, get past what people are going to think about me, get past what my neighbors think, it's time to let all of that go and walk in the light of the Word of God. Who cares if they laugh at you because you quote a scripture? Bless God, if quoting that scripture gets you in a place where you can walk in peace and in joy, you can be the happiest scripture quoter in town. Who cares what anybody says? It's time. Guys, we're going into some hard times. We're in some hard times. We've got to get beyond these little high school games that we played for so long in our lives. Right? Get that behind you. It's a choice. You've got you to learn and push yourself. You're going to have to push yourself to live according to God's Word because how many of you know you, these, the, the flesh wants to live contrary to the Word of God? See, that's the problem is a lot of people don't understand what it means to control their flesh and to live according to God or live according to the Spirit. See, we have a, and that's why we taught on that. Go back and listen to the Know and Go series. Listen to that. It's very, we, we, I, I, I laid all that out, guys. And you're going to have to push yourself. Get out of the comfort zone and expect God. Expect God to move. That's faith. Expect Him to do what He promised He would do in His Word. And expect the victory. Expect the victory. Expect, and what are you expecting to happen in your life? Ask yourself that. What are you really expecting? Because you're going to see what you're expecting. And, and think about it. When people go through hard times and they go through trials and they go through, you know, just the pressures of life, your victory, this is so important, guys, your victory will always depend on how you anticipate the outcome. So when you're in that situation, and you're, are you going to be swallowed up with fear? And expect the worst. Because if you expect the worst, that's what you're going to see. Or are you going to stand firm in the Word of God? Stand firm in who you are as a child of God. Stand firm on His promises. And expect to see God move in your situation. Because if you're expecting the victory, you're going to see the victory, right? So what are you, what, what are you expecting to happen in any of those circumstances? Any circumstances in your life? 
See, now that you understand that it's our nature to expect the worst. And let me just say this, most of the time it doesn't happen that way. And it, it is our nature. You see, when, when difficulties come, we, 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 we always expect the worst. And, and we do it. Now. And I used to be so, so really bad at this because I'm very analytical and I like to uh, take care of problems before they come. And when pressures come, people try to think of the worst, and they do it with good intentions because they want to try to prevent something from happening, right? But the problem is is they don't ever let it stop, and they always go to the worst, and then the worst, and then the worst, and then the worst. And when all of this is happening, what's happening is their focus is shifting. See, the focus is shifting from God and the answers, and, 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 it's, and it's from the problem solver to the problem that's before you, right? And that's dangerous, guys. That's so dangerous. It's so dangerous. See, when you're expecting to see God move, when you're expecting to see your move, then, then you know your focus is on God. And I'm talking about what's, what's inside you. Because what you're expecting is what's really inside you. But see, when you're expecting the world to fall apart all around you, or you're expecting just destruction all around you, right? Then your focus is on the problem. And you've got to get that fixed. You've got to get your focus off the problem and back on the truth, which is the Father in heaven and His Word right there, right before you. And guys, listen, it's normal to always think of the, of the worst. You think about it. If it's our nature to be drawn to bad things or to see tragedies or to see, see de- destruction, we want to see that. And, and, and if, if it's our nature and we don't take control of this body and keep it under like Paul told us to do, it's normal that when things happen that we automatically expect the bad things, right? And if that's the case, guys, I hope you can see how important it is to keep this flesh in check. Keep this body under. Come on, you got to, you got, I mean, I think when I was putting this together, I was thinking about David. You know, he and King Saul had this whole thing going. I mean, Saul was constantly trying to kill David. All right, and this, this, and I'm going to paraphrase this story, it's a long story, but he's, he's constantly trying to kill David. And now David could have killed Saul. He could have taken him out, you know, he could have, but David realized something. He saw that King Saul was God's anointed. And now when he, when he saw that, David said, well, I'm not going to kill you, but we've got to do something here. We, so, so they come to a place of agreement or a place of peace, and I guess they said, hey, bro, you don't bother me, I won't bother me, I won't bother you, you know, we'll just, we, we peace out. We're on, okay, all right? And then they went, walked away, but that didn't last. Because, see, if you read on through the story, Saul was like, no, uh-uh, I'm going to get this guy. So that's what he did. And Saul was constantly after David trying to kill him, trying to take him out. Now, when all of those pressures were coming on David of constantly being in a battle, does it sound familiar, guys, to your everyday life? Come on, well, David began to get scared. I mean, you know, we're in a battle every day. Sometimes we have to choose not to get scared. But David got scared, right? Because he, so it was just happening. It was just coming on him all the time, over and over. He's, I'm constant fear of losing my life. David was losing his focus, guys. He was, look at 1 Samuel 27.1. And David said right there, he said, In his heart I shall now perish one day by the hand of Saul. See, David was expecting the worst. 
He was expect. He was ex- he was been beat down and pressure. I'm losing. Always in being in fear of losing his life. He was all. See, that's the same situation that people focus all around us today. See, we're expecting to see the worst in life. We end up tormenting ourselves, thinking about how terrible this situation can be. See, David thought. Through all of that and all of the pressures that was constantly on him, he lost focus and he thought that Saul was going to kill him. But if you read the story, that didn't happen, did it? Absolutely not. See, David was thinking of the worst because he just constantly was in danger, running from danger, constantly. David lost his focus. Guys, people are losing their focus right now. David lost his focus. He lost sight of the protective power of God that was around him. Guys, we have people that are losing sight of the protective power of God. See, David forgot that God had been protecting him through everything, everything that he faced. And had, he, he forgot that God was the, had that protection around him. There's people that are losing focus and forgetting all about God's protection. See, God created all of us with a purpose, and He has a plan for you. And if you're pursuing that plan and you're in His will, bless God, He's going to lead you. And where He's going to lead you and guide you and provide for you, He will also protect you. You've got to walk in that light, guys. Listen, David was in a place where he was feeling weak. And when he was feeling weak, he was losing faith. Why did that happen? Because he lost focus. He lost focus. He lost understanding that God's protection was there. It was there. He was expecting the worst, guys. And nothing happened. Nothing happened. So the question is, is what are you expecting to happen in, the, in your situation? What are you expecting to happen in your struggles, right? Because you're going to see whatever it is that you're expecting. Now, what does that have to do with us today? It's got a lot to do, guys. Because there is a devil that's running around. And that devil wants to constantly hinder you, constantly get you beat down, constantly get you in a state of fear so that you can move your focus and ultimately he can hinder your faith. Hinder, hinder your faith, guys. Remember, it's faith it's in God is how we're to live our lives. Listen, this is, this is very important, guys. You can stand firm in faith for two weeks. Stand firm. Don't move. You know, struggles, problems come. I'm standing on the Word. I'm standing on this verse. I'm believing God for the victory. It's coming. It's coming. And you can do that for 14 days. You do that 14 days and you don't move. The enemy try to move you, but no, you stand firm. But let me tell you this. The minute you lose focus, the minute, the very minute that you allow doubt and unbelief to come into your thought life, this is why you got to control your thought life, guys. The minute you allow that in and you begin to question what you believe, oh, that's dangerous, guys. The very minute that you did that, you just voided the last 14 days where you were standing firm. And you're starting over. Guys, you cannot be moved. Know what you believe. Know why you believe it. Stand in it and don't move. Stand firm. Because listen, if you allow the devil to get you to lose focus and get you focused on all the negative things around you and all the, all the things that breed fear to bring pressure and things on you, all that, if you allow that to happen, then your expectation for the victory that you're waiting for, 
that you're believing God for, all of that will turn to defeat. You can't lose focus. Expect the victory. Expect it. Stand firm in the faith. Stand firm on the Word of God. And do not back down. Listen, when you hear news, and you hear news all around you, and it doesn't line up with, with your, what your faith, with your faith, you've got a decision to make. And this is why you've got to be aware of what's happening in your life. You don't float around on a marshmallow cloud, guys. You've you got a decision to make. You've got a choice to make. And that choice is how are you going to respond? Are you going to respond from an attitude of fear? Are you going to respond from an attitude of faith? It's a, it makes a big difference, guys. You've got to hold fast to what you believe. Always expecting and believing God for the victory. So you're going to see what you're expecting. Amen. In any situation. And people always expect the worst. And why do they expect the worst? Most of that comes from the fact that what they, they're feeding on all the negative media. You know, we're, 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 what we're dealing with today is it's, it's unbelievable. You know, I've never seen anything like it in my life. Right? And I think back to the other, other situations that may have been similar to this, and I think back to maybe the Y2K thing, and some of you aren't old enough to remember that. I know you're not old enough to remember when I was a child in elementary school having to do bomb drills because of the nuclear Cold War between the United States and Russia. We had to do bomb drills of where to go. You know, and, and, and you know, even the fear wasn't as big then as it is today. But you want to know why the fear is bigger today? It's because everybody has a platform, technology. Everybody has a platform to breed the fear, to speak the fear, to speak things that don't line up with the Word of God. It's why I sent that video out. Guys, you need to be careful what you're feeding on on these things. Because now everybody is online and everybody's looking at these videos because we're quarantined and we're bored and we don't know what to do and we're scrolling through and it's just video after video after video. And guys, there is thousands of videos on here where everybody is preaching an opinion that doesn't line up with the truth of the Word of God. And if you feed on that, you allow that in, and then it starts becoming contradictory to your very faith and what you believe in your heart. Guys, be very careful of those things. Be very careful of it. Amen? Be very careful. Listen, don't keep the pressures of this life from dominating your thought life. We talked about that. You cannot allow that to happen. Because see, and let me just say this, it's only going to happen if you learn to feed on your word. Because feeding on this word, or meditate on your word, when, when, feeding on this word is what replaces fear that, that tries to come in you and pushes all that out and encourages your faith. Amen? Now, that doesn't mean we walk around like we're on a marshmallow cloud, like I said. I talked with a guy last week, and he said, uh, he said Pastor, he doesn't go to church here. He just knows that I pastor. And he said, I need prayer. And so we, he was just telling me what was going on. And I said, okay. I said, well, have you done anything to take care of this problem? He said, no, I'm giving it to God. And I said, well, I said, well, you know, I'm looking, listening to your story. And I realized that if you just simply go do this, it takes care of the problem. He said, no, I'm going to give it to God and let God handle it how he wants. See, he's missing it. See, he's not using common sense. God gave you a head and he put a brain in there. I hope it's big enough to hold common sense. But he was not using common sense. You, you, you understand, we don't just give everything to God and walk away and do nothing with it. You do everything you can in your natural strength to take care of the situation. Being sensitive to God and his leading through it because he'll lead you through it. Right, But then when you run out of resources and then, and, and then you can't do anything else in your natural strength, 
Then now you got to make a choice. What's going to happen? Are you going to allow fear to start coming in because you can't control it anymore? Or are you going to rise up and stand firm in your faith and lean on God? See, this is where people miss it. They don't know how to give it to God. You got to give it to God. And when you give it to God, you got to walk away. You got to, this is why you got to let it go. This is why you see people sometimes walk around and they got a smile in their face and, and they're just happy, go lucky, and you look at them and their world's falling all apart all around them. But they know who they are. They're spiritually mature. They've given it to God. And if you stay around them long enough, you'll see them come out of that situation. Guys, you've got to give it to God. Learn to walk in the joy. Learn to put a smile on your face. Even when in the natural, it doesn't look like you should have a smile on your face. You've got to make a choice how to respond. You can either respond from fear or respond from faith. Guys, respond from faith. It's so very important. Use common sense, guys. Common sense. Use your brain. Do what you can. See, it's like Pastor Hagan always said, it's when the natural and the supernatural come together, it creates an explosive force for God, and it's so true. Because so many people try to just simply be over-spiritualize everything, or they under-spiritualize everything. There's a balance to it all. Remember, we've taught that here at Compass Church. Now, I'm talking about believe in God and expect the victory. Expecting Him to do what He says that He's going to do, because there's victory. There is victory. We will walk in victory in the, over this situation. We will walk. We will overcome. And you have to remind yourself that it's through Jesus that we have that victory. It's through Jesus. And, and we're going we're gonna to close out here with communion. I'm going to ask Brother Neil to come up here. But I want to encourage you guys to expect the victory. Expect. You know, I always say, come prayed up on Sunday morning to come in here expecting God to speak to you. If you do that and you expect God to speak to you, He'll speak to you. But the question is, is what are you expecting? What do you expect? Expect the victory. Thank you, Neil.